0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Real Joey Boats Podcast. How are you folks doing today? Um, I am what two and a, two days out so of my eleventh year cancer-free anniversary. So there's that. I got that going on. I'm pretty excited about that. Um. All right. Let's get into it. Let's get ripping. All right. I want you to introduce to uh, introduce you to my guest today. He is a firefighter paramedic at Ashland Fire Rescue out in Ashland, Oregon. And uh, we, we met down in Beaumont, Texas after Operation Hard Hustle with Team Rubicon after Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, and uh, we have a couple mutual friends too, so that's pretty cool. His name is Tyler Hager. Ty, how are you doing today, man?
1: Doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so what's, what's going on, brother?
1: Well, you know, just, uh, living through this pandemic like everyone else, man, it's, uh, presented a lot of challenges that i never really expected um kind of the unintended stuff for sure so the biggest thing the biggest things going on in my life uh you know are not are not directly related to that it's the parenting challenges and uh the mental health challenges of like a total i'm a total extrovert
0: like yeah. to yeah. the
1: highest degree if i'm feeling low or i need to re-energize like I would go and have a drink at a bar sitting next to a stranger and strike up a conversation to like refill my energy
0: dude. Me, or, me too, or yeah. go to
1: a large event. So, um, man, that's not there. That, that's a hard thing. My wife's the same way. So, uh, we're dealing a little bit with, uh, the consequences of that. And then, but as I said, the parenting thing, we've got, uh, four kids, she's got three daughters, uh, twin 12 year olds and a nine year old. I've got a 10 year old son. Uh, so, not only are they going through it, but we're trying to parent them through their, the whole thing. And we're in comprehensive distance learning. So, everything is online at school. So, they're at home six, you know, six or eight hours for school, but there's really nowhere else for them to go or anything for them to do. So, uh, it's been a challenge, man. And, and I've learned a lot of lessons through this that I didn't expect would come from you
0: know, what, what you generally think of when you think of what we're going through as far as the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, definitely. I got uh, I got a step-kid and a nephew and I've had more challenges with a nephew uh, with online learning than we had the step the stepson, He's uh, my wife's son. He's, um, you know, he's, he's had a couple challenges here and there. He's been quarantined more than a few times because of his exposure either through school or uh, the Cincinnati Reds Youth Academy that he plays baseball at. Um, that was the latest one. But he just got into high school. We got into their honors program because he's doing so well this year. Uh, so we're not too worried about him. We've had a few challenges, just him being exposed and going through quarantine. And my wife and I are like, right. we haven't had anything like that. We have, we, we didn't have to quarantine ourselves Uh, We didn't, you know, we haven't been sick. The last time I got sick was in February last year. And I'm thinking, oh, I might have had it. I don't know. Uh, I had, like, symptoms that were flu-like. I had, you know, sore throat. I had a heavy cough. My lungs were filled up with some gunk. Uh, But other than that, I've been healthy. And uh, I think the nephews had to quarantine uh, once at his actual mom's house and then once here, something like that. and. Uh, his grades have slipping because he hates this online, the virtual stuff. And he'll just kind of, you know, he'll miss one assignment and he'll just let it pile up. And before you know it, he's in and over his head and he's got 20 something missing assignments that he needs to take care of.
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm yeah. talking about in those unexpected lessons, man, in the parenting thing. Right. It's like, I always kind of thought it was the same thing with all the school, but it, surprisingly our, our kids are, um, we've altered our schedule we always make sure we're super fortunate that we can always make sure that somebody's here to kind of monitor uh their schooling and help them along the way if they have questions or anything like that um and we have that time to give that not everybody does so super fortunate on that end and our kids are academically are doing really really well but um as you were saying like letting the pot letting the stuff pile up or uh, just dealt with my son yesterday man he's he's having anxiety about it uh, an assignment that was coming up
0: yeah and it, a writing
1: assignment and he's just stalling and like doing all this stuff subconsciously that he didn't even realize he was doing and so he's like acting out and lashing out and getting in trouble and stalling his other assignments and not getting them done because he's having anxiety about this one and he never even identified it as anxiety i saw it in him yeah and then as soon as we got started, you know, I said to have that conversation with him of like, hey man, like you've got to learn how like there's always gonna be things in life that are gonna be like daunting in front of you. And if you let that like daunting feeling ruin your ability to do everything else or prevent you from doing what's necessary, like you're gonna flounder if you do that in life when life presents those challenges to you. So like it's presented some, as I said, some opportunities for some really good lessons that I didn't see coming. But uh, it's it's been challenging.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. and it's I, I I know the I've had the talk with my stepson and my nephew. Like, look, y- y- the way it is, the decisions can be made and ruined, you know, in a split second. If you have to wake up one morning to go to this job interview and this job is going to pay you. You know, a buku amount of money an hour, like 30 something dollars, 40 something dollars an hour, and you have this interview and you hit snooze, you've just ruined that decision and you've lost out on that huge opportunity. And that sort sort of like transitions into that is you make that one decision, hey, or procrastinate, hey, I'm going to get started this assignment. I know it's due in five days. I'm not going to get started until it's three days due. You know, the earlier you start on it, the better. And uh, I think that's one thing with talk with my stepson too cuz he loves to procrastinate and so well it's not due till then and then yeah he does have missing assignments and then he's getting screamed at for these missing assignments or right. or questioned hey what's going on and you know you know he's, he's he has trouble thinking on his feet of about how do i respond to them how do i respond to my stepdad or my dad or my mom how do i respond to my dad's girlfriend about it like because we're all invested in him and uh you know just always on his back about missing right. work, about how, how you talk to people and cause he's a teenager, he's 13, he's discovering things and he's discovering what limits right. he can push with his parental units, so to say.
1: <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah. I'm dealing with that too. So yeah, that's, uh, you know, ultimately that's really just been consuming my life. I mean, with work and everything, as you said, interestingly enough with, uh, exposure. So I work for a small fire department, uh, 30 members. Yeah. Um, plus support staff, but um, 30 line firefighters and uh, we haven't had any, we had like one exposure in like April and a guy had come down with some symptoms and uh, of course that was before testing was available. So you had to be quarantined and everything else. Anything else that anybody's ever like, you mean like kind of, I don't feel great or anything like we just run down and grab a test negative and so it's kind of it's kind of remarkable because we run the uh, ambulance service area for uh, the area that we live in and so not only do we provide as a fire department we also do the transporting medical um, in that direction so we also as part of that agreement take interfacility transports from the local hospital And one of the interesting things with COVID has been that when people are being released from the hospital after they've been hospitalized with a positive COVID-19 test, the non-emergency medical transport vans will not take the liability on to take these patients from the hospital to home. Wow. So the only safe means of transport is to use... The ambulance service of the area, which in our area happens to be us, which is fire department primarily nine one one response. Yeah. Um, but so, anytime somebody's released from the hospital go home, we are transporting them to home if they're unable to to transport themselves. So we've had, I won't call them exposures because you know they kind of dress us up. I make a joke that they dress us up like monsters. Monsters Inc. Like a twenty three nineteen, you know, you can get the whole <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole hazmat suit and everything, you know, and it and maybe it's a it's a tribute to that, but it, it's just been kind of interesting that we've been around so many people, and of course, running the nine one one system, taking folks to the hospital. Um, been around so many folks who aren't feeling well, and so far, none of the thirty of us have have uh, had any true exposures.
0: Yeah. I've, I've come, I've come across more like cops that get exposed, you know, because they're, yeah. it's, they're dealing with, with guys or or people in a situation where they're not going to be wearing, you know, they're, all they're doing is wearing gloves and mask. So it can get caught on your clothes and you can get it that way. As soon as you step in your cruiser, you take your, your gloves and your mask off and then, you know, you, you screw yourself or whatever. So, but my, my buddy who's a firefighter paramedic here uh, for one of the local departments, he, he talks about the same thing you talked about. He's never nobody in the department's been exposed. Um, they're all wearing, you know, huge amounts of pp every day, every call. Uh, so he's not too worried, and he's not been sick. And his wife's a school teacher, of course, so she's been in and out and not been sick either. Uh, but it, it's weird for the amount of people that have been sick, or who I know who has been sick. Um, yeah, and it. And it's funny. I see a, a a direct correlation with like people and their health is it's okay. It's like not the top notch, and they're the ones that that are getting it. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm now even though just a tad overweight, like in the best shape of my life that I've ever been in, and um, since then haven't been sick. Uh, I've had some allergy seasonal stuff where like your throat gets itchy or you get some snot balls or whatever, but uh, you know, that's it. So, you know, just seeing it happen and, you know, besides like a couple family members, um, I don't think I've had, I've had people in my family that have had it, that they haven't, nothing happened to them, like serious stuff, knock on wood. But uh, it, it definitely is like, it's weird. I I don't know. I'm not going to say it's terrifying, but it's definitely weird about who gets it and who, who doesn't get sick. And I don't know, yeah. man, it's
1: well, live real like I mean I'm a, I've always been very, very athletic and super into fitness, but like if if you didn't have that, you know, I what a true testament, like a live like a actual case study, true testament to like how beneficial it can be to just take care of your body. Yeah. And, and, and try to and try to live a healthy lifestyle, right? Because yeah. like if you just look out there folks who are living, you know, and, and you don't have to be perfect, but folks who are living like that's just been like a, a true benefit of like I don't I don't see those people getting sick, and uh, so what a testament to like how important it is to take care of your body and and uh, and try to be healthy. Obviously, in my profession, I try to be fit. Um, it's a kind of a requirement for the yeah,
0: job. Oh, well, definitely to be
1: to be fit. Um, but also to be healthy, you know, the average firefighter, uh, lives like six years after retirement. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? And, and have instances of cancer, um, you know, two times, two, three times the mm-hmm. 66% higher instances of, uh, occupational cancer than the average, uh, than the general public does. So. Um, those work-related exposures and things like that just kind of stresses to me, like how important um, taking care of yourself and getting a workout in is, even if it's not doesn't have to be crazy, it doesn't have to be you know something sixty-minute hit workout. At, you know, <laughs> just get on the treadmill and walk. Yeah, maybe. just
0: get out there, there and move. There, you know, yeah. Do Something. My my uh, my dad always said when you stop moving is when you start dying. Um, and he kind of regrets that because my dad was a triathlete, and then all of a sudden he stopped doing that because of kids or work or whatever. And uh, he gained some weight, and um, it, now he's back at it. He's not exactly a triathlete, but he's he's in shape, and you know he's he's got type two diabetes, so he's at high risk. But besides that, uh, he's he's volunteered. He joined Team Rubicon, and uh, he's did one deployment. He did one deployment with me down in Tennessee last year, and uh, he volunteers at Tool Bank, and he's probably just leaving tool bank now uh awesome yeah so and him being high, labeled high risk because he's got type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure and heart disease or whatever but he's in great shape i mean he just goes to planet fitness down the street and all he does is some weights and some cardio and, and yeah
1: it doesn't have to be super complicated yeah you, you don't, gotta get something
0: in yeah you don't gotta go to like gold's gym down the street and do a whole stack and like be one of those monster dudes and yeah. <laughs> like clang clang in. yeah. yeah
1: no, and it doesn't have to be super complicated either man i mean literally i mean give me so i'm a, a fire service certified pure fitness trainer nice which is like a, a ace certification for like somebody who has like not personal trainer level but yeah uh, you yeah know, having gone through a class it's occupation specific it can, it can help guys. And I always just say, man, give me 20 minutes. I don't need any weights. I don't need anything. Give me 20 minutes. I'll kick your butt. Yeah. Like, if you're not used to doing burpees, <laughs> Dude. it's going to whip you in shape fast. It'd
0: be surprised, especially like, I, I don't know how it is, you know, out in the West Coast, and you know, but uh, here in the Midwest, the fitness standards for public service employees, like, some of it's pretty bad. And, you know, uh, my, my friend's uh, husband, is a cop with Cincinnati. He's been on Cincinnati for, I don't know, 20 something years. And I saw him one Sunday morning in a, in a gas station. And this particular gas station is called UDF. It sells like, you know, it sells whatever gas station sell, but it's also like a creamery where it sells ice cream and milkshakes and malts. And I saw him getting what they have, what they call their a protein shake. Now this protein shake has like 70 grams of sugar in it. And yeah. he was getting a huge one. Why he was starting his day on the beat, and I would have been like, "Carrie, you're killing yourself." That dude, and I, and this this same guy, um, months before that, got his ass kicked by a suspect. Him and his partner both got their ass handed to him. And I, I get it; he's getting a little older, so whatever. But I'm like, dude, you're you're you have out of control type one diabetes. You're you're drinking this milkshake that's full of sugar. Um, you're not eating right. You're one of the most important things which you should do is it's not your sidearm or anything else or not the radio it's you being in shape so you can hold your own if something like that happens yeah. and I see guys like that all the time and even in the fire service around here like I'm like how you know they just have to keep giving you more bunker gear because you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah I,
1: th- I think it's a you know it's a microcosm of the nation yeah honestly you know but I see it in public service here and the, the problem is, is that you know uh, you have to at some point they have to say, okay, here's a minimum standard. Like, yeah. The minimum standard is is always like way too low.
0: Yeah, and it you know it should be high. It should be, hey, that's one of the most important things because right, you, you being in shape could be a matter of life or death because you never know what situation you're going to get into, and you know that well. You know that more than anybody else, or you know that hey getting on a call going in call you don't know what you're getting into you know you know it it could there is no routine call i i know i learned that with my few years with the fire service cool all right sorry folks we had some technical difficulties with internet you know how that is um so where were we i
1: think we we're just talking about fitness and uh the importance uh you know you got a couple of cop friends and yeah. The importance to take care of yourself, how fast it can go away. Um, you know, on that note, I was going to I was gonna let you know about, uh, if you don't mind me bringing up a, an opportunity that I got here while I'm on your show, Joey.
0: Uh, no, go for it, dude.
1: Something that's uh, actually really cool. Uh, I happened to cross a, um, a post this fall on Instagram from a, a company called Next Rung, and uh, they work on firefighter suicide prevention and mental health. Yeah. Uh, I follow them. They've got a really awesome mission, uh, and they seem to just kind of do it right. And so I follow those guys and uh, came across a the site that they had uh, promoting applications for um, a wellness retreat for first responders that they were going to pick. So, anyways, I submitted an application and I was fortunate enough to be chosen. So, uh, in June, um, an outfit out of uh, outside of Missoula, Montana called uh, Mountain Mama's Mountain Mama Outfitter. Dude, I've
0: heard of them. I've heard, I've actually have a friend that lives up in Missoula. She just moved up there a few weeks ago.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So mountain mama's out outfitter, um, is doing a, a thing that's super cool and uh, kind of fits, I think a lot of, you know, along the lines of what we're talking about with physical health and, uh, and everything, but for mental health, six first responders have chose they're covering our flights. Um, they're working with uh, lead PR evoke changes and obviously uh, next rung uh, that I saw there. So six first responders um, not sure where everyone's all from. they're putting some profiles on their website now starting to kind of do it but um, they're bringing us out there. They're flying us in. They've got sponsorships to cover our flights, our hotel, our food um, and then four days in the wilderness. Dude, uh, that's great hiking six to eight miles a day and just it so it's called the respond to wellness retreat i imagine we'll do some uh you know some talking and just kind of trying to refill our cups i'm, I'm sure that they've got a they've got a nice itinerary there but yeah so i was super fortunate to get chosen um as one of the six people to do that so i'm going out there in june
0: Dude, um, that's, i'm super excited Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I I've had some experiences like that where I had the opportunity to get in the wilderness to work on my mental health. I actually did a whole episode on that, uh, on mental health and and on physical health. It was like a whole series uh, on how they're intertwined, and you know you can't really have one without the other. Uh, to have good mental health is to good at physical health, and vice versa. And to me, like that's getting into wilderness to refill that cup into. Um, talk through it because, gosh, in public service, uh, mental health is definitely a huge issue that is not always addressed as it should be. And um, I had those issues myself with some poor mental health and uh, was able to get them, I wouldn't say corrected, but to the point where I can uh, um, what's what I mean? yeah, man- yeah. manage it. <laughs> Sorry, thank you. Yeah, the, where I can yeah. manage it. And the wilderness plays a big part. So that's a great opportunity, man. I hope it works out well for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, sounds, it should be kind of fun. So one of the things that I was, I was really drawn to there is um, one of my personal fire service missions. And it has to do with a lot with with the mental health thing and the and the just being able to chat and things like that. But one of my my personal fire service missions in my career has been to try to get firefighters to do yoga
0: dude yoga uh, is huge it is
1: yeah well and like it it seems like for a lot of the folks that i get resistance from i think it's because it seems like this daunting thing and they're gonna fold themselves into a pretzel and like i mean power pose is just standing there in an anatomical position right yeah like it's been proven like with multiple studies that like you can reduce like the cortisol levels in your body by standing in a power pose, which is literally just standing there with your palms forward, closing your eyes and breathing intentionally for one minute, you can have a long lasting effect at reducing your cortisol levels, which is actually preventing stress. Cortisol levels is stress hormones released when you feel stressed. So like I consider that to be yoga. I mean, even if you're just doing that once a day, that's yoga. But So I have a personal mission in the fire service to try and get firefighters to do yoga. It's kind of funny because I went through all these different like videos and and trying to find YouTubes and just kind of trying to walk people through these things and books and all this stuff. And, you know, tribute to, uh, DVP yoga, Diamond Dallas page yoga, you know, X WWE wrestler. Yeah. Um, and, and all this, but I will tell you, the guys at the station—they call it trucker yoga because it sounds like a trucker yelling at you on <laughs> how to do the yoga. Because Dallas, is Dallas, down down Page is you know such an animated character. But then uh, yeah, there's something to be said about the way about that approach and making people feel comfortable to get in there and you know not not feel like it necessarily always has to be uh, some kind of deep, seated emotional connection or imagine yourself as a baby. Like it doesn't always have to be that. And that's totally fine too. But It doesn't always have to be that when you're trying to introduce firefighters and, and, uh, you know, police officers and things like that to, uh, a practice like yoga, you kind of have to like put the layers back on the onion a little bit, Yeah, kind of make it and make it, uh, there at least to get started. So, uh, yeah, so we get, we get down with the trucker yoga in, um, in class that we use dvp yoga at the station and it's kind of one of my personal missions to, to do that because i know the benefits are so great i mean number one like your muscles are like a rubber band you know like you leave it in the desk drawer yeah, it's yeah. gonna get all crusty and as soon as you try to stretch it it's gonna snap but yeah if you're exercising it every day man it's, it's good so because i know all the benefits i try and get get guys to do that and that's kind of how i came across something like that uh, like this Respond to Wellness Retreat is because I, I tuned into a lot of those things on social media. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited for the opportunity to maybe pick up some ideas to bring back to the station. Heck yeah, man. And help man. the other guys too.
0: Yeah, my, my introduction to yoga was with uh, my friend Jen Wright. And uh, she did w- like wellness and uh, mindful yoga therapy for veterans. And she still does that. And uh, I don't do it so much anymore now with, with COVID. Uh, and it's all kind of virtual stuff. But I do kind of my own stuff here at home. I meditate probably five minutes a day. uh, And that's so beneficial because even, you know, and sometimes that five minutes turns into an hour or turns into 20 minutes. And sometimes it's followed up by a nap because my body just goes, all right, cool. You've cleared your mind. Now you need some rest. And yoga is a good prelude to that. Just kind of standing there and breathing or sitting there and breathing. And I mean, I know people that even do yoga in chairs because they can't exactly stand up and do that power pose or that mountain pose. But breathing, just learning how to breathe, like, oh, well, we know how to breathe, right? Well, no, we kind of forget how to breathe. Most of us, like, breathe through a chest, and we don't breathe through well, our I, belly or a diaphragm. Yeah,
1: yeah, not only that, I, I think that um, there's been, there's something to be said for, like, kind of changing your breathing pattern when you're trying to be intentional with something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I practice, a like, box breathing technique. I picked it up from Mark Devine um he's a ex-navy seal yeah yeah, a couple of books unbeatable mind i think is one of his books yeah that that was my introduction to it but you know it's like basically just you know like equal amount of time breathe in hold it for that amount of time breathe out for that amount of time and then hold it again before your next inhale box breathing and so like i i do that to make me have to focus on my breathing yep like i can't clear my mind very easily man i am like going way too fast. So for me to just stand there and breathe, if I really wanted to clear my mind and be able to just think about my breathing, I have to change my, the cadence of my breath in order to just be there. I have to solely focus on it. And so the timing thing really helps. Um, but yeah, super beneficial. Um, I love it. We had a, a tragedy in our, in our area this summer with the wildfires. Um, and so I've kind of turned my, I've always had to say I've been a firefighter for eight years now and a um, volunteer for two before that. So I've, been, I've got a decade into this and uh, I've always tried to get firefighters to do yoga and kind of started as a joke. And it's turned into something that I, it's just like, I like to do, but uh, we had a, a urban interface, wildland urban interface fire in our community. Um, started in my hometown this summer that burnt 2,700 homes and we lost two yeah. over 50% of the, of the homes in two neighboring communities yeah um, yeah so that's a bad day at work man
0: yeah um, dude
1: you got, I, that 24 hour shift for me turned into 37 hours of straight work without a rest period um,
0: that's hard that's
1: hard and we had worked the 24 hours before uh, some of the things that you, you see you know luckily fortunately enough you know we there was not a lot of uh like per, there was not a lot of like human injuries or uh there i think there was like three confirmed deaths which is pretty remarkable considering the timeline
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Of, of this particular fire and how many homes were lost and what per, there was a huge percentage of those homes that were, uh, you know, mobile home parks, um, and apartment and things like that, and especially, uh, like a couple of little neighborhoods of like senior living and things like that. So, the fact that that many homes burnt in, in that period of time, uh, and there were only three fatalities, uh, is remarkable, yeah, but uh, um, it is even not having to deal with, uh, with that, which just the destruction, that watching the destruction of your community, you know, firefighters, one of my, my buddy said the other day, uh, he says, you know, firefighters don't like to lose. We're not used to it, man. The tones go off. We show up, we solve the problem as best as we can and, and come back and like, this day was not that, man. We we got our butts kicked around every corner for, for two days straight until the fire decided that it didn't want to kick our butts anymore. Yeah. Um, so I've turned it back on. I've turned the yoga thing back on, and and that's another. And I think where I was going with this is another. Uh, another reason why I'm grateful to get chosen for this for this responder wellness retreat is to be able to maybe uh, pick some things up from from those folks to be able to bring back to to our department um, and find ways to kind of take that and filter it in, you know, weave it into the fire service culture, which can be a little bit hard to do. Those, those two fabrics are, they're getting easier to mesh together, but they're not, it's not super easy. Um, But yeah, with that happening in our community, man, there's some, there's some healing to do. And there's some, some mental health, cues to be tuned into with uh, my co workers and the and the, obviously with the firefighter neighboring departments
0: yeah i definitely and that that's leadership right there man uh just being able to being able to do that is is mega and you know knowing your crew has got to appreciate that somewhat because yeah me- mental health is a huge issue especially with that stuff and uh that's a lot what you just told me um the only thing i can liken to it is when i was in the navy uh we anchored out of key west and we were everybody on shore on the island got stranded because of a storm and high seas and we're seven miles out because the cruise ships got uh priority to get in and i don't think we could our kill depth would let us into the harbor in key west so with all these high seas and storms all people got stranded and guys like me that were in deck department had to basically stay on the ship and stay awake for 72 hours to uh, try to get these people back on what we could. And what we couldn't get on, the rest got airlifted on and uh, one of the helicopters almost fell off the deck because of the, the pitch and roll. Um, so, yeah, definitely. And I think that was one of the big things that affected my mental health is because 72 hours without sleep or without adequate nutrition uh, is, it can really do some damage to the human body and mind. And I didn't know yoga about then uh, uh, at that time. And I wish I did. I wish I knew about breathing techniques because uh, things would have been a whole lot different for me. Uh, so luckily that you did have that at your, you know, at your disposal and kind of in your repertoire to, to handle all that. Cause God, man, I, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I know what I know now. Cause if I was in, you know, in that situation myself, yoga and breathing would have been my best friends at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's super important, and it's it's brought me uh, a lot of clarity. And mm-hmm. not only really that, man, just like I I don't doubt that it. I, I know for a fact that it helps the mental side, and it does all this. I'll be honest with you, man. I just feel good afterwards. Go <laughs> I just feel good. Like, Dude, I don't know <laughs> if if it was painful. I don't know that you could convince me to do it. Dude, every time like, I do yoga, I just get that endorphin rough, man. And yeah, I just, I just feel good. It's like that. <laughs> like after a great workout or a run or something. It's like if it, if I didn't have that, I don't know that I that I <laughs> you could convince me to do it just based on the idea that it's supposed to be better, right? Yeah, that's that's
0: <laughs> when I walk out of a yoga session, man. I'm like I'm walking out of there with that like song in my head. I'm walking on sunshine. Ain't nothing gonna stop me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. great.
1: That's the truth, man.
0: Yeah, and that's the same way I feel when I breathe. That when I play handball, and it's that gets my heart rate up like crazy. And I'll I will practice breathing and just staring at the floor for for as long as I can or as short as I can to get my bearings back so I can continue playing. Uh, but you know, you all gotta have some sort of grounding technique, and I think yoga has definitely taught me a grounding technique.
1: Yeah, it's great, man. Well, we're getting firefighters to do it out here on the West coast. It's just slow going
0: now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully one day that'll all seep on over into the rest of the country, uh, especially the Midwest, because I know guys around here need it. And, you know, it's a little different around here. You, you got some good old boy departments around here that, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, well, the resources are out there, man. And if, any, if anybody who is listening to this is curious about any of it, uh, Feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Ty Haggard on Facebook, um, at Ty Haggard on Instagram, uh, and and a lot of other places. Yeah, Ty Haggard, you see me out there. Uh, If you're curious about where to find it or or anything, reach out to me. Um, Not hard to find. I usually get back to people new messages at least at least once a day. Heck
0: yeah, heck yeah. We'll we'll put it all out there. Tomorrow when the show comes out. So well, I would say when the show comes out, yeah, because I record on Wednesday, it comes out on Thursday. Uh, so yeah, dude, that that's pretty awesome. That's awesome stuff, man. Um, glad to glad to hear you're doing well. Glad to hear that uh, you're doing that stuff in your department and you're uh, you're getting your guys uh, on the right track with their mental health.
1: Glad to do it.
0: Hey yeah, man, well, I think. Uh, I don't know, man. Anything else? <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? I
1: don't know, man. I think I, I you know, there's a couple things I, I kind of uh, put in there uh, that I had points that I wanted to make sure I brought up, but no, I don't think I think uh, we covered covered some good stuff. Yeah. On topic. and
0: definitely. Is good that fun uh,
1: chatting with you, man?
0: You know, yeah. Is that, D, that DDP yoga? That, the first time I ever saw that was on Rogan's podcast when he had uh, he had DDP on there, and I, I yeah. When you said that in my mind, I wanted to be like, Jamie, bring that up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I actually hit that. I don't know. I stumbled across that thing um, a couple of years before that. And it was called uh, Yoga for Regular Guys at the time. Yeah, yeah. YRG, Yoga for Regular Guys. And I'm like, you know, that sounds kind of cool. But that and I, Yeah. Uh, I, I checked it out and it, it really is, you know, it's kind of funny. We make, I make a joke of it, but it really is kind of like Chucker Yoga, man, with his, with his voice. It's not, it's not a Kubaio love song and relaxing thing in the background, but no. uh, definitely it'll work you through learning the steps. You know, he's renamed some of the poses to make them a little bit more tentable for, for folks who probably would maybe not be drawn to the standard pose names and things like that. But yeah. it's, it's a blast, man. I love it. If yeah. nothing else, I can get the guys in the room and they'll just start laughing because you know it's kind of a WWE product, and it, I I believe in the product and it's great, but there is a little bit of a a campiness or a, or a uh, like hard to take it serious at times if you don't know exactly what it is. So you know sometimes we just go in, the guys are all just in the weight room, we're sitting there on yoga pads. And everyone, like, he'll, he'll start the thing, and someone just starts cracking up, you know, because <laughs> they don't know what to expect. It, it's good bonding time, man. Yeah,
0: and there's there's so, always, so. I, I did yoga with a bunch of, uh, bunch of Wounded Warrior Project guys that I went on a soldier ride with. After, I think it was day one, we did, like, recovery yoga. And, like, we stopped in there, and some of these guys never have done yoga a day in their life. And to watch them trying to get in like a uh, downward dog or whatever, and just like right. they're they're cutting farts and stuff because they've never done yeah, yoga. Yeah. They're laughing and having fun, and uh, so yeah, it was a good time. And it you know it was definitely good to see these veterans get out there and laugh. And some of them don't have those experiences ever, and to see them get that experience was was a good thing. And so I still talk to, and that's changed their lives. So yeah. they're still at it
1: good stuff man
0: yeah definitely well dude it was awesome uh that you were you were my guest today it was awesome it's good stuff um that's some good content man we did about 40 minutes so awesome yeah
1: yeah well thanks for having me on joey i appreciate it man and uh maybe we'll do it again sometime soon
0: yeah definitely dude. sounds good all right brother yep see you all right everybody thanks for tuning in today Thanks for listening to these stories of my struggles, my losses, my victories, and how I overcame insurmountable odds to win the fight, uh, the fights of my life. Also, uh, one new thing I want to say: today's podcast has been brought to you by the Bonehead Bone Broth Company. I'm telling you what, guys, this is the best bone broth I have ever had. It is simmered for about, I don't know, 72 hours. Versus some guys that are big names like uh, Cattle on Fire and stuff like that, they're they're and uh, they're only simmering their bone broth for about 14 hours. 14 hours. Imagine mine, or you know the bone broth I have, my bone broth, it sits there for 72 hours. Uh, it's lightly filtered, so the fat cap is still on that bad boy, and all bones are from pasture-raised animals, grass-fed beef grass-fed and grass spice bison, pasture-raised, poultry, and woodlot our her- woodlot and our heritage pork. So, give it a try. You won't regret it. And, and, Bonehead, bone Roth can make you any flavor, or if you just want strictly chicken, they'll make you strictly chicken. But if you want lamb, we'll get you lamb. We'll get that made to you. We'll get it to you. All right, folks. Um. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Joey Boats podcast today. I hope you enjoyed today's guest, Ty Haggard. Thanks again for coming in and uh, you know schooling us on what you're doing, dude. That's some awesome stuff. All right. Thank you once
1: again. Much love.